Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i am your host dave oh i'm jd <laughs> and filling in everyone's favorite expert of the middle age d square here all right all right so okay so let me start off everyone we were off last week mainly because it was my birthday and i had a lot going on last weekend and i just said screw it i don't want to record i'm going to enjoy this time and then john isn't here this week he will be back he's just having a slight issue he shot uh, a man in reno well. just to watch him die <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was you <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't so, so so we so we all love you john and we wish you a speedy recovery so, absolutely yes what they said so, so now that we got that out of the way, how's everyone doing? How's the, how are you, Don? You were, uh, you were with us last time. We talked about the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I just totally forgot about my sister-in-law <clears throat> coming into town. I suppose uh, this is all planned. I just completely forgot about it. So that's been crazy. <laughs> We've been doing stuff. I've been trying to do like a Obi-Wan round table. And yeah, those, I just like, holy crap. So anyway, outside of that, just been enjoying the shows, Obi-Wan and the boys. I know you guys don't talk about that on this show, but it is moderately amusing. So I've been having a good time with all that. And again, visiting with the relatives that I forgot. All right. Well, well, two things. The first question is, do you do what I did many years when I was married where you go, no, you never told me (laughs) when you forget something like that. I, I would, but I've since evolved to where I just accept it. I probably, I forgot that. Oh, That's okay. just that way, path of least resistance. <laughs> and the other thing is, I don't know if this is, well, the boys comes out weekly, right? Like everything yeah, Friday. else? Friday. Fridays. Okay. So I don't know if it aired yet, but I keep seeing a lot of posts about it. The hero gasm. Yeah. Yeah, everyone... that was the last... Huh? Yeah, that was the last episode. Imagine if Reed Richards, you know, answered the door with his cock. You know, that's just the <laughs> is he, start. Is he in the same room? Not, uh, not at first. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, so very one, graphic. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, one of the main characters ends up like Nickelodeon uh, would, you know, slime people, but white. that is not family friendly people not at all yeah if you're one of those person it's like i'm okay with my kids seeing crazy crap like no the boys checks off every box there is nudity ultraviolet immoral behavior (laughs) no not good yes they kind of like this podcast (laughs) (laughs) 
And speaking of immoral nudity, how are you doing, JD? I'm looking at my te- my messages. Yes, I'm ready to go, Dave. <laughs> I am. I am good. Not week off last week, which was nice. Today, I made the announcement that we're going to go ahead with our next Kickstarter. Got the proof right here for Red Sunrise. John's going to die in Japan. I haven't figured out how that's going to happen yet, but he's gonna. So yeah, short book this time. Last time we launched a three volume, you know, epic story. And this time it's something short. It's 150 pages. It's just a simple little samurais versus vampire story that is an adaptation of the comic that I never got around to finishing because my artist flaked on me. And I just I told a little bit of the story in my, in my newsletter about that, that I did get a guy to finish it, but the art was just super different. Yeah, and it didn't work. So now I get to make it now I get to make it work a little bit better, you know? Yeah, it's 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 funny too because it brings me back because you were promoting that when you came on this show. That's how we met. Wow, that's oh JD, we can't hear you. Yeah, we cannot hear you, buddy. I see you talking. <laughs> All right. Wow, JD takes care of his technical difficulties. How was my week? Is that right? Right. Yeah. How was your week, Dave? <laughs> oh my goodness. I am old and tired. <laughs> um, not fun things. The prodigal son returns. There, there we, we go. Are. All right. All right. I'm back. My computer's been acting kind of weird lately when I've been having the adapter plugged in. Like instead of showing, because I have a Mac, instead of showing the lightning, it's got a little plug-in thing. So I don't know what's going on with that. I might have taken it in, but we're good now. We're fine. As I was saying. There we go. <laughs> go I just Was I just talking and no one heard what I said? No, we no, heard we, everything we I said. Oh, okay. I got scared. As I was saying, and effectively, that we'll be launching the Kickstarter in a month. So word went out today. Very excited. Different kind of project. But, I'm, I, you know, this is a story that's been kicking out of my brain since college. And it's about time that... It's out into the world. What's nice is it's actually different. This this book is actually a little is different enough from the comic that I got to you know grow a little bit as a writer in the time that I did the first one. That was That's that was my of... question. Are you sticking strictly to the comic? Or are you changing things up? In no, the... I had to change. I had to change things up because sixty. It was supposed to be like a three issue comic series, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a short book, man. Like when yeah. you're writing it down, that's a real short book. Even as short as this is, I had to kind of beef it up a little bit, and I made some some changes. Right. Like in, in the comic, the samurai's name is no name in Japanese. That works good on a page, but it doesn't write very well. So mm. in the book, he's just called the samurai nameless. He's like a, very much like Yajimbo, very that much in that line. Like, you know, the man with no name type of a character. So it's stuff like that. And I got to kind of I got to kind of dig a little bit more into some of the characters, which is fun. Like I said, this is this is going to be fun because it's it's very different than what I've done. And I've gotten kitschy. Oh, I left my buttons downstairs, but I got vampire buttons made up. So. <laughs> I got I got to be a little go outside the box a little bit more than I normally do in these things. So we're experimenting. I don't anticipate to have the numbers I did last time because it's it's there's just less there's less to sell. Yeah, and I'm not charging as much, but you know, trying to grow the project and keep them going. Trying to do one every quarter. So we'll see how it goes. And you have to figure out how to get an Irish man into feudal uh, Japan. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea, but I'm not there yet. So, but I mean, the other than that, other than Adding that kind of stuff, the book is wasn't that a video podcast anymore? But as you guys can see, book's one hundred percent done. I got the proof in my hands. I have to do some tweaks, but otherwise, it's good. Like I'm very happy that my editor, my editor's notes were. I like this. You don't have to change anything. Oh, I like, there you go. I like I like that. 
So that's always really good. So yeah, other, that's basically the uh, the number one thing that I got going on right now. I'm, I'm excited. So the next month I'm looking to promote. So hey, anybody, anyone listening out there who's got a podcast, who doesn't want to have a guy shill, who's a pretty good talker, <laughs> call me, hit me up mm-hmm. at JD underscore Levi at Twitter. Especially if you have a vampire uh, themed podcast. Themed. You know yeah. what? I should try to hit those up. I never even thought about that. A vampire themed podcast. That has to be a thing. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I just think it's filled with mostly teenagers. But you know what? That was probably back in the aughts, maybe. So they're probably older now. And that's I did have a. It's funny because when I uh, when I released when I uh, started dropping little hints for this, I had a guy say, "Hey, my daughters love vampire stuff. Are they gonna? Is this for them?" And I had to be like, "No, because like <laughs> it. Well, it isn't. Like this isn't like a, like what Twilight or anything like that. Like yeah. my vampires are are like nasty monsters, and there's not much. There's nothing like." There's nothing sexy going on. It's just a, a brutal horror story, you know, with some elements of Eastern philosophy mixed in. No sexy time for your vampires. No sexy time vampires. Like, I so like Don's out. Don wanted, he just walked away. Don wants sexy time vampires. <laughs> has made a statement. Yes, I'm very, very disappointed. No sexy time vampires. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not good at writing that kind of stuff. And I'm interested in everybody else does it. You know, yeah. so I want to do something different and oftentimes different costs you dollars, but I'd rather, I'd rather not make a sale than lie to somebody, right. you know, and then, then leave really bad review. So, so <laughs> I'll just, I'll just be honest and say, no, nah, I mean, probably not for them because it isn't, you know, this is going to be a story about, you know, dudes getting their heads chopped off and stuff like that. Well, there you go. That is the, the kind of vampires we want to see. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably my most, cause it was, cause it was a comic. It's probably my most cinematic story that okay. I've ever done. So I mean, this is this this is the most like movie like I guess you could say when when I was writing it. So yeah, it's cool. It's a great concept. Thank you. It reminds me a lot of Anamusha Warlords, which was a video game that was really cool that dealt with you know samurai and demons. So yeah, the samurai and the supernatural element isn't done a lot. So yeah, that sounds great. Well, that's what was fun about this thing. Even back one of the original things is like, what would they do? Because they don't know what a vampire is. Like, I think so much of vampire like fiction today is based on the fact that the characters know what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Right. And in this instance, because I'm in feudal Japan, they don't know what these are. The word vampire only shows up on the cover. Like they don't know what the, they're discovering how to defeat them. So that was part of the, the fun of this is I got to be, a little different and i have a very i have the final kill scene is something i've never seen in a vampire movie or read in a book so i'm very proud of it and i think that because we never got to that last issue no one's ever seen it and i'm very excited to unveil it cool yeah cool. july 26th we launch on Kickstarter. Go. all right how are you dave ah. I'm doing all right. So, so last week, old and tired. Yes, yeah, last week was my off. birthday. We had so Thanks. my my girlfriend went, out, which was on Father's Day, by the way. Does everyone have a good Father's Day? Yeah. My uh, we my share the same birthday, so I get the same thing. Yeah. Where oh. it's it's a that's double right. Shot Happy birthday, there. Don. Yeah. Well, thanks. Happy um, best birthdays to both of you. <laughs> I so my girlfriend's like wanted me to spend the night at her house so that she could make me breakfast in the morning, mm-hmm. and then we went to. <laughs> yes that's what we called it then we went Making to bacon went to my daughters for a while to spend time with them you know my see my grandkids and and, with, and my kids and my son-in-law and then went to a, an italian restaurant that i've never been to called little known as it's in south philly very authentic italian well 
authentic american italian is a better way to put it <laughs> you know like it's the kind of meal you'd get at your grandmother's if you're an italian you know giant plates of food too everything was like huge servings so so that was good and then, then the next day we went to the franklin institute with my granddaughters that was a fun day but what is that? by the end of it what what is the franklin institute oh so yeah that, there you go. that's a that is a regional thing so people know who ben franklin is i am aware uh, hmm? i am aware of ben franklin yes he's one of the founders of the country he so there's an institute it's a like a science institute dedicated to a lot of his work but then it's grown over the years and it's all kinds of science now and it's dedicated to him it's you know in the heart of the city and and it's very kid-friendly like you know there's a there's a whole thing a whole display on the heart and they have a giant human heart that you walk through and you, you hear it pumping the whole time you're walking through it and it, there's little signs that explain like you're in the right ventricle you're in the left ventricle and like you're following the the blood that would go through the heart like you're following that path you walk through it a whole bunch of stuff there's an of course an electric show because he was discovered that lightning was made of electricity so yeah no it was you know i haven't been in a long time since my son was little so you know it was a lot of fun and then i was so tired <laughs> come tuesday and then yesterday was it yesterday no saturday i went to a concert i saw it's the stadium tour Are you guys aware of this it's Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Poison, Def Leppard, and Motley Crue. You like, like, you're ahead, making John. faces, JD. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like hair metal. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's the MTV era ninety. You know, well, you're early nineties. Yeah, Don, they're the same age. I still um, right. Yeah, I still remember. <laughs> pour some sugar on me. Def yeah. of those bands, Def Leppard is the best. Like, Def Leppard is actually a pretty good rock band that got lumped into the hairspray stuff. I will go well, to my grave saying Motley Crue is god awful. Well, it's funny because I was we were actually, we were actually talking about that. Like Def Leppard came out right before hair metal became a thing, right. but because they were younger guys with all with long hair, they got lumped into that. But they never wore the makeup or teased no. their hair or anything. No, the one guy had long. His, I forget the one, but the, I think it was the drummer had long curly hair that looked like similar to like like mine when it was long rick allen is the drummer yeah okay i'll take your word for it mine was long and curly and could get hair metally if i should i let it desire (laughs) so i i I get it no i was i'm a i'm a a personal fan of the uh, the harder stuff of the era metallicas megadeths of the world here we go but did they have that super expensive drum kit at least back in the day was super expensive for Def leopard before the drummer like it was a whole big thing like, he did have there... a big ass drum kit, yeah. So, I so I mean, if people who aren't fans of Def Leppard might not know that Rick Allen lost his arm uh, after they recorded Pyromania, as so noted by the Bloodhound Gang in one of their classic singing songs. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. I can't remember what song it was, but it's so he taught himself how to like use his foot instead of his arm, his his left foot instead of his left hand, and this is now you got to remember this is the 80s so like the technology wasn't what it is today but he used like a lot of electronic drums and triggers and mixed with acoustic drums and now like it's funny you watch them live it's mostly acoustic drums but i know that you can put triggers on acoustic drums he still has some electronic pads so yeah i mean sounded amazing they actually i will say that they sounded the best out of all four bands they were the best band like easily like definitely but i mean and the thing is i think I think 
one of the things that contributes to that is like they've been consistently recording still like they just had an album come out like that they were promoting that like that's that's the whole thing you know they might be in their 60s but they're still producing albums they've been touring for for decades so like they're probably the most professional they're musicians right like a lot of those people are just rock stars right whereas Def Leppard those guys could actually play like those were those were really good musicians yes yeah I mean I've always liked like it's funny a lot of bands but not every band like when there's two guitarists but yet the lead guitarist just plays the solos and like riffs here and there and the the, the rhythm guitarist plays the rhythm like they write integral parts they go back and forth and, and stuff poison sounded really good too they don't have a new album out but like they were just they're on the tour little there were little things here and there but like i mean looking at these guys in their 60s still able to walk you know run around the stage and play it's like it it's amazing joan jett doesn't run around she just stands there and plays but she still sounded good and then motley crew came out <laughs> and Sneo uh, looks rough from what i understand like so the first one of the first things we noticed is that he's definitely had work done oh, Vince yeah. Neil, and he had put a bunch of weight on he's lost some but he's still not anywhere in shape like he was and you could like i can't remember what song they opened with and then they did shout at the devil was the second song and like by the time they got to the third song which i believe was well they had to be start my heart okay they did a lot of the older stuff first and like he was just so out of breath by the time they got to the third song. It was just like, and he, he was having a hard time catching his breath while I was singing. And he's running around and stuff. And it's like, dude, just just stand there. Just <laughs> like that's all you got to do. You don't sound terrible when you're like not out of breath. But yeah, it was just by the time they got to the end of their set, he was. You could see he was just done, and it was just like it was sad. Like, I mean, like they didn't take they're legendary for not taking good care of themselves like oh, yeah. you have you have to change when you're older you know like i mean god even mick jagger and keith richards are out there still doing it you know yeah nikki six though i will say if anyone knows the story he legally died he overdosed he died and they brought him back that's where the song kickstart my heart comes from i'm thinking he like was reborn got a reset on his clock when that happened because he looks really good he was running around and like, you know, like, like he was half the, the everyone else's age. How's Tommy there. Lee? How's Tommy Lee look? He's looking older. Oh, that's the other thing. He cracked his ribs right before the tour started. And Ow. so. Ow. And he's the drummer. Damn. Yes. That's a, he's a tough guy then. That's so that's painful. But the thing was like, this was, I, I read a review of the show, like the first show of the, the tour he could he only played five songs and then he was done he couldn't do it like he was in too much pain so what he was doing on saturday night was he'd play like two songs and then he'd leave for two songs and then he'd come back and do a song and then he'd leave and you know so he was so he could be there throughout the whole night as opposed to just in the beginning and then be done so yeah and then and then yesterday we actually celebrated my birthday with my family because my brothers are both the 26th and they're not twins and i say this every year <laughs> so we all got together and uh, and celebrated yesterday had cake a, and ice cream it's a wild coincidence man no i just don't want to think what goes on in september with <laughs> right <laughs> There's something specific. So, yes so so yeah and i am just tired <laughs> oh i will say this i am also at that age i'm going to a concert like that i got earplugs i got th- those new flute and high fidelity earplugs where it lets some sound in, but 
dampens the damaging uh, parts of the sound. And I will say the next day I could hear perfectly fine. And I'm like, yes. Man, I, I'm not going to give you care for that. I started wearing earplugs when I was working weddings and bar mitzvahs because you'd be shooting next to these big ass speakers. I mm-hmm. wear earplugs all the time. Now I wear noise canceling headphones because I think it's a little bit easier to walk around and then I can listen to what I want to listen to and people think I'm working. You know, <laughs> people think I'm on the ball. So no, I, I, I get it, man. That's you, you gotta you gotta protect your ears. Yeah, and I was in a band for years and never thought about it when I was young, but I'm old now. <laughs> Two years to 50. Oh, anyway. I oh, no, 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 wait. We're young, hip, and nail. That's right. Oh, man, That's right. Take a look at my life. I'm holding up my But enough about me and turning old. Let's let's see. What, have you guys been watching any good TV shows lately? Yeah, and it's a controversial statement to say this, but I thought fucking Kenobi ruled. Why is that controversial? That's well, what I, I don't yeah, get. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I get people saying, okay, Book of Boba Fett wasn't that great. It wasn't. It was pretty average, right? But yeah. the Star Wars no. thing, I don't you don't think so oh you didn't no. like it at all did you don no i loved it what are you talking oh, about Oh, you did like it okay I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think i don't think it's bad by any stretch i think it's possibly the weakest entry that we've had in the tv series right I, yeah i'll give you that yeah but it's not bad by any stretch i, I mean so much so that it became mandalorian 2.5 still loved it. it yeah but it, okay they're gonna merge the two shows that's yeah i'm fine with it i'm fine with it you know i don't understand like i see so many of these crazy takes like oh star wars isn't serious anymore they're making it a joke i'm like did you have you ever watched these movies like any of them? so I, I saw a meme actually right before we got on on facebook and it was a picture of not alec guinness ian mcgregor like without a shirt on all buff you know with wearing the obi-wan pants and it says the star wars fans want it an unstoppable jedi who could wipe down armies you know just with his lightsaber and then there was an actual picture from obi-wan kenobi the show him in his robes it's like the the star wars we did get a a flawed man who's suffering from pstd and depression from losing everything that he ever held dear and is de- and dealing with with mental issues and despite all that does the right thing finds the courage to do the right thing all right that is i would say yes that's exactly what we got and that's what made this a great show like yeah Here's what I think that a lot of these fans want. They don't want a movie. They don't want a story. They don't want a TV show. They want a scene, right? They just want to see guy, someone go out there and kick the shit out of something. Go, isn't that awesome? They want the final scene in Rogue One, right? On various levels. Remember Darth Vader just goes and just wipes out all those rebels. It was an awesome sequence, but that can't be an entire movie. A movie you need to have, or a TV series in this case, you need to have character. You need to have a flawed character. Right. You need to have a character that grows, that overcomes things. Otherwise, you don't have anything. Like the fact that these people stand up against, I don't know, drama is just astounding to me. It's like, have you ever watched a show or a movie or anything, read a book? And I think the answer is no. No. Because like these, they don't, these people don't have the, don't have the slightest grasp of how you're supposed to tell a story. Like, if you don't overcome anything, what do we got? Like, it just, it, it's astounding. And we got the scene at the end. We got the, the Obi-Wan Vader fight at the end. Right. I think everyone's always won it. Absolutely. All I could think is, wow, we, that's what I said to myself when I was watching. Wow, we finally got the Vader Kenobi lightsaber fight. I thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it was like, Vader's using the force too much. It's like, what? It's not <laughs> Did real. you watch like, Empire? 
but it's also not real. Like, I just don't, under, I don't, I don't understand these complaints or people like people like I, I get in first episode. You didn't like the, the, the princess Leia cheese. Okay. That's to each their own. Like it's not serious. And then like, I remember someone said on Twitter and I tweeted a gif of wicked, the, the Ewok twirling mm-hmm. his bow and hitting himself in the face. Like this is star Wars. It's always mm-hmm. been this. Like I just, and you know what it, I think it is? You know what I think it is? I think it's these, I think it's people that are very not self secure right? They're super insecure about themselves mm-hmm. and they find people, if people make, if what they're into is made fun of, then it's a blow against them. So what they like has to be super serious, right? Cause they're serious people. So if you speak out against or make fun of something that they identify with, it's a personal affront to them. So they have to, so they see these things as this isn't serious. I'm a serious person. So I, you know what I'm saying? That's I kind of the- believe that. The Batman conundrum, right? Very much. Right? Like, oh, it got dark, so they're taking Batman serious, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it got darker and darker to keep it serious. And it's like, and then you end up with a Batman that, you know, you can't see because it's oh, too dark. <laughs> well, and again, that's a, that's an artistic statement to the end of the movie where he goes, I can't be this dark. And the movie literally ends in the daytime. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's literally the point of the Batman is to say, we can't keep getting this dark. Yes. You know, and again, I just I, I think people take this stuff to like the, the Zack Snyder stuff, too. Right. It, it Like they make the, the Snyder fans make fun of Marvel because like Marvel movies have like, you know, jokes. Uh-huh. Right. You're not taking <clears throat> this. You're not taking this story about a, a guy who lives under the water and talks to fish seriously enough. <laughs> like, I don't I just I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, what did you think of Obi-Wan as a whole, Don? I am over the moon happy with this show it checked all of the boxes the people that have a problem with this show obviously do not understand the character of obi-wan and the relationship between obi-wan and anakin skywalker aka Mm -hmm. darth vader we've so let me talk about the check boxes so in this series you guys already talked about it we wanted to see that vader versus obi-wan lightsaber fight we got the first one in episode three where it's darth vader pre-armor fully powered obi-wan kenobi okay we got that we have seen the old obi-wan versus the vader okay but we've not seen fully powered obi-wan versus newly fully powered darth vader we got that it has so many even calls back there's a scar on vader's head now we know exactly why that's from because obi-wan hit him in the face with the damn lightsaber Mm -hmm. and got his head (laughs) the they always made fun of obi-wan calling darth vader darth in episode one but now we know he calls him darth basically as an insult like i know who you are you're anakin skywalker but oh okay darth like now that kind of makes more sense we all know that he called him darth you know because they didn't quite have everything all mapped out but they've made it made sense (laughs) so it's just it's spectacular and you just don't understand the relationship i i don't want to say too much because i know we're going to talk about it in a twitter the social media madness there's a comment that i will address there as well (laughs) as far as like when darth vader is trying to burn obi-wan and then he's able to escape like it it makes sense it really does to me me too so there what there's only a couple of things in this show that i will say okay first of all they should have de-aged or not done the whole pad flashback padawan hayden christensen 45 year old padawan 
he does look like an old padawan it that's a miss doesn't mm-hmm. ruin it for me i'm interested to see that because they call back to what obi-wan learned which is anakin slash vader always wants victory so he does brazen shit and you can take advantage of it and he uses that in multiple ways in this story the character reva I think the actress is just fine. I think the writing for her is a little dumb. I get the whole she was one of those Padawans. That was cool. But for her to do this because she wants to get back at Vader, her she doesn't have that credibility because like in the very first episode, she chops this lady's hand off just for asking the legitimate question of, hey, the Empire doesn't have jurisdiction out there. And they and she's right. They don't. And she just whap, <laughs> chops her goddamn hand off. But that's before we know that she, she wants to get back at Anakin for stabbing her with the lightsaber. Like, he at least kept you a lot. Like, you lived through it. You have both your limbs. You just took his goddamn hand off. Like, so her morality does not hold up to me. It doesn't. Yeah, I I think that it's not meant to be. I think that's the thing is I think she's so warped in what she is and what she believes in. Like she's an end justifies the means person, right? Like, I don't think she sees herself as a villain, but she's clearly a villain. She's trying, she goes to kill Luke Skywalker in the very end, Mm -hmm, but can't, mm -hmm. but can't do it. Cause I think she realizes that she's become everything she hates. So my issue with the character was that like, I felt like they wanted you to feel a certain way for her by the end of the show. And I feel like they tried to shortcut us there. And it, to me, it didn't work. Like they, I, I, I wish they had shown her struggling a little bit with being evil and, and good, you know, then you would have felt sympathy for her by the time we got to the end. You see, and that's thing is, I don't think, I think that's the same path as Vader. Right. And this is where I think I was talking to you about this down on Twitter. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that we, there's this thing of, well, well, Vader is redeemed at the end. I'm like, is he really? I mean, like, does does one semi-good action? It's like, well, I didn't let the Emperor completely electrocute my son. Like, <laughs> and that's it. That's right. all he does. He's got this lifetime of evil, right? And so I think the argument, well, Anakin is redeemed, is a bit short-sighted. And I think this is, and I think, now, whether you say that's just how they wrote it or that's what it is, is an artistic interpretation, but... I think Reva's the same thing. Like, I think Reva, Reva thinks she's the good guy. Like, she thinks she's, you know, lying in the weeds, Donnie Brasco style. But in reality, she's just as twisted and evil as the rest of them. But the difference with Vader and Reva is Vader's Luke's father. So in Jedi, they're playing off that emotional connection of father and son. So they get away with it a little bit more of saying he's redeemed at the end. Because it's a father saving a son, and you're supposed you to can, see it that way. But you could, but I'm saying you can, you can see it that way. You can choose to to see the redemption. I don't. I think it's, I think he's a butcher, and then suffered a fate as a butcher, and his son is the one who saves the the day. You know, and mm-hmm. he has a he has a moment. He has a a slight moment of clarity in a lifetime of complete, you know, villainy. Whereas I think it's just, you can make, the, I make the same argument for Reba. Like Reba does nothing heroic throughout the entire thing. And Obi-Wan kind of uses that to manipulate her into buying them some time, which is all it is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she's about to butcher Luke and she's like, God damn, I can't kill a kid. They tried to kill me. And then she kind of has this moment of, well, shit. And that's really it. I don't think she's redeemed by any stretch of imagination. She just has a moment where she realizes what she's become a moment that Vader gets at the very end of his life. Like she just, she dead. I don't remember. She doesn't die, does she? Reva? No. No, no she so was she, stabbed twice with a lightsaber, but she still lives. 
does the lightsaber cauterize the wound upon a, a, it absolutely right it, it does it, so, it does could work but no it's straight no that's a strange trend in this in this show to be honest with you is there he keeps stabbing people in non-lethal areas and and walking away so i don't quite get that that's, i think it's, is it because vader wants people to survive hurt it seems so, very sithish to me i think the the biggest problem this show suffers from is that it's a prequel right like yeah. a lot of you, plot armor everyone's got to be at a certain point by the time we get to the end so a new hope can happen and <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with that per se but then it's like you get this epic battle between Lu uh, obi-wan and darth at the end and obi-wan clearly defeats him and then just walks away you that's know right. yeah that's that was... that's that's what he did last time though too it, yes, it is i know it's he's a, got a bad habit of walking away from darth from anakin a, absolutely a, it's one it's anakin that's like his son or his younger brother depending on how you want to look at it like i don't think he, i think he's a jedi like he's gonna, walking away knowing this guy is going to kill thousands of people in yeah. some way shape or form it's a character flaw <laughs> yeah but it's one we've seen right like he couldn't yeah. even kill darth maul successfully but then he does right. eventually, but well, not the first time. After this, though, it is after this. Fair. All right, hear me out on this one, okay? I kind of, I was kind of hoping this is how the show was going to end, but it didn't. I've always had this theory for a long time. I mean, I think ever since Empire Strikes Back, that Darth Vader always knew Luke was alive, and on on Tatooine. It's why the Empire never went went to Tatooine really until A New Hope, and. Think about it. How do we find out that they're father and son? How does the audience find out? Darth Vader. tells him, I'm your father. So he knew. Okay, I'm going to go Shadows of the so, Empire. I'm still in the process of doing this right now. He didn't know who the kid was until people said Luke Skywalker blew up the Death Star. And he went, well, son of a bitch. And then he put it together in his head. Like, I don't think. Yeah, but is Shadows of the Empire still canon? No, but that's all we've got. Right. So you, you're, I'm not saying your theory is wrong. I'm just saying the only bit of fiction that we have to support it states that Vader didn't know that that the kids survived and he didn't know it was a boy or a girl. And did, I mean, like, is it possible? Sure, it's possible if you're in touch with the force. But Vader's whole thing is denying feelings and not, you know, you know, not really acknowledging what is reality. Well, he's fully convinced that he killed Padme, like the yeah. Sidious the whole time. It's a, there's a lot of Darth Vader comics out that are canon. Sidious is feeding him lies. I mean, and he knows Sidious is, he knows some shits up, but he really, to this point, to my knowledge, I can't say that you're wrong, but to my, he's still just kind of clouded, angry hatred, and he doesn't know it. He gaslit him like Sidious Palpatine basically gaslights him to get the version of Anakin that he wants. Right. Yeah. I don't think he ever learns that he didn't kill Padme. He kind of did, but not, you know, not completely. You know, not the way, not the way he <clears throat> thought he did, you know? What I thought would have made a more epic ending to the show, and people would have been talking about it for generations to come if they had done this. Reva shows up on Tatooine to kill Luke to take revenge on Vader, and that unless she's walking up to the house, Vader stops her. But they already why? I know they already had their, their lightsaber why, tool. Why why would he let that happen? Because it's his son, and he doesn't want. Why? Okay, I get what you're saying, but okay. So let's say he knows Luke's on Tatooine. Why wouldn't he take him? Hmm? Why doesn't he take him if he knows that he's there? To show the struggle that Luke talks about in Jedi. Why wouldn't Vader want to rear his son? Because this is what he, when when Vader finds out he has a kid, 
his whole goal is all right we are going to team up and we are going to take out the emperor yeah the rule of two why wouldn't he raise his son from jump because maybe he's too afraid the emperor would take him which is what happened which is true vader because the emperor does the same thing right so okay i mean like i'm talking myself into seeing i i do i kind of see where you're coming from on it i can acknowledge that the theory holds water i don't know if i buy it though but i get i i can acknowledge it's a good theory Don, i have a question did luke see reva's lightsaber here's something i was trying to think of because remember you know when obi-wan first hey this is a lightsaber like i'm pretty sure luke should have been like oh yeah some lady was swinging a red one of those around when i was a kid trying to kill me to be fair he's running that's what i'm saying like this i i I think that like he didn't actually see it but boy they they skirt that line like to be fair at the end of the show a lot of lines being um, on this show to be fair at the end of the show obi-wan talks to luke introduces him gives him a toy and is probably got a lightsaber hanging on his belt when he's right to him. right yeah but if you don't know if you're a kid and you don't know what something is you can see it and be like i don't know what that is like um, we'll put it this way i've looked in the engine of a car numerous times i don't know what the hell i'm looking at to this day <laughs> <laughs> true um, but and i'm sorry i got some dogs in the background going ape shit i do not believe though babe i just i don't believe he, he knows luke's there i don't or else he he, he would have been swooped up i just because he 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 believe me he's really pissed off about how that whole situation with pan may went down he's in this fucking suit because of the emperor like he could get an upgraded more comfortable suit and he just he won't do it yeah because he's Um, he's he's all into like pain he's like a guy right like the only time he's not in pain and comfortable he is he's like the ultimate star wars god he's listening to the cure like yep. in his in his back to tank right he's when just, he's that's the only he's time he's comfortable miserable right Bader he's like jam not, you know he's got jam some not AirPods. To, yeah jam out to robert smith you know yeah yeah i could totally see it like he's just miserable all the time i did like that they cemented the i killed anakin right story yes. i saw a meme that goes you told me my father was dead he killed my father and he goes that's what he told me <laughs> I was, yeah i was just well, quoting no, him that's what it is though no, i mean back to kind yes. of making it right you know going back to legitimizing being called darth and yeah the, going back oh you yeah I, I i love them like just matching up and and those loopholes and goofy shit making sense now I, but we also got to see qui-gon and that was another one of my check boxes is i wanted to to see obi-wan force commune with qui-gon which is really cool although he did also look kind of goofy but it was still cool yeah, I can live with it. Yeah, you can. You know, in retrospect, I do like how Obi Wan always said Darth like a yeah, like a dweeb. You know, you're, and a it's like, of, you're only a master of evil, Darth. Darth. <laughs> so yeah, so now okay. it's like we know it's a dig. Okay, okay, Darth. Yeah, you know, Darth. I, I like, that's how I choose to hear it for the rest of my life. You know, you're crying <laughs> over. Okay, you're crying Darth. over Petamame, and now you're Darth. Okay, Darth. buddy. <laughs> he is. He's an absolute goth sitting in his back the tank crying <laughs> listening mm-hmm. to the cure listening to the cure you can't see his tears because he's in back already bitching how cool was it when the suit when the helmet gets destroyed you know and we see modulator was, yeah we see it and the voice breaks and you hear it, it slips between james Earl jones and hayden christensen and you yes. get the most human look at darth vader and i think it's more human here 
than when we see him at the end of Jedi and he's kind of like this regretful old man. It's like, well, God, I just fucked my whole life up. Like you mm-hmm. see the real Darth Vader, like, and it's nowhere near as intimidating. Right. And it just tells you just how much of a facade everything about Darth Vader truly is. I love God. I love that sequence. It's so good. Yeah. That's kind of like the, how was like the idea of Batman and Bruce Wayne, two separate people, Darth Vader and Anakin. Like, yeah, you're right. And it's, it, you're, you get a look into that at the mm-hmm. end there. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. And, and the red lighting. Oh, and the red and blue. God, the cinematography is so good. Like when like Vader starts to slip, he slipped by red and then he gets mad again. Because one thing about Hayden Christian is he always did like these eyes, like his eyes would burn when he gets angry. And I'm convinced that's why he had cast him because he could look angry really, really well. And they just splashed the red light on him. God, the cinematography was so good. It was awesome. Yeah. Love it. And then I wonder how much, oh God, Qui-Gon, uh, the actor. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson got paid for that one line. And he probably wasn't even there. He was just shot on a green screen somewhere. No, he's there. Because there's a great little meme floating around of him wearing like him with an umbrella and all that. Like he is actually on set. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It's it's great. It, there's a great meme. I highly, I highly <laughs> advise you to go find it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they brought him in. It's crazy. They get it. They, you know, I don't think he worked for scale to do that no i'm so, sure not it's cool though i mean like stuff like that is what makes these new star wars things so much fun is that we get to see liam neeson come back we get to see hayden christensen come back this whole thing was about ewan mcgregor so a lot i mean we can't do this forever right like this is why this worked and and solo mm-hmm. didn't this is we actually brought the people the real the people actors, back yeah like we can't <clears throat> we can't do it forever right we, i don't think they're able to do something like this again so i mean that's pretty much it well, that's the my next question. Both Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor said they would love to do a season two. Where do you go? That's the question. Where do you go? Would you want a season two and where would you go with it? I say no, but in reality, if they had a story, like if, oh God, I can't think of his name, Filoni. If Filoni comes out and, and he gets this great idea for Obi-Wan season two, I'm all in. Mainly if it gets more of the continuity nerds angry, I'm, I'm definitely all in. Do, like, you, do you bring Reva back and flesh out her story more no i feel like we're done with her like we get so few incomplete like complete story arcs for like one specific character in star Mm -hmm. wars i really feel like she has a nice complete story and like i feel like i I feel like i can be done with if they figured out something else i'm cool with it but i mean like i feel i feel good with where we ended with her yeah i definitely could yeah i don't need that what i need is they mentioned quinlan voss which is a jedi that obviously survived order 66 at the end of this series you know obi-wan is basically saying okay i'm more open to you like calling on me when you need to do shit uh, when he's talking to bail organa so i would definitely think that they're going to do another series and they've already kind of got some threads there with those other jedis and shit that survived again they named i don't think they said quinlan voss but anyway you know his name was etched into that hideout so they definitely can do some some cool stuff i don't want to see i I don't know though i don't i don't know if i want to see obi-wan versus darth vader anymore though i think i kind of want to i think they need to skirt each other for the rest of the you know that's the reason like i don't see them doing a season two because having them fight again i think takes away from this part of me would have said i would like to see obi-wan and boba fett but i feel like we've explored boba fett enough right i think you're gonna see more i think they're gonna go like full-blown mandalore for him so i don't know that's just me i don't know we've already set it up 
we kind of left like if you haven't watched rebels right you don't know the darth maul trajectory so Mm -hmm. i wouldn't mind because we get we just get kind of left hanging with him at the end of solo and i mean like it doesn't seem like solo is anything they're interested in revisiting for good reason so i would like to see darth maul get touched again right because i feel like there's still there's still stuff we can do with him in a live action format you could it would just it would have to be before new hope and before yeah. he because he eventually goes to tatooine because maul discovers luke and so he goes to tatooine and obi-wan stops him in convincing fashion so but you certainly can you absolutely can because he is alive for a while obi-wan is old and gray so during obi-wan this series maul is still around we get a decade realistically but there's an entire mm-hmm. decade that they can play with and do something with with obi-wan yep. I like that they got him off world. I like that we didn't stay on tattoo yeah. for this whole series. So, so do you? Oh, and we also didn't mention the other cameo we got: Ian McDermott as the Emperor. Yes, that was my other checkbox. I wanted to see some sort of Vader Alpatine dialogue, and we did. That was where cool. he's telling him, like, you know, stop, stop obsessing about Obi Wan. He just kicked your butt. <laughs> and he lies to him and says he did because he never stops. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Here's a question. Do you bring in Osaka? Ahsoka? Ahsoka, Ahsoka. sorry. Ahsoka Tano. Um, That's what I meant to say. Well, she's going to have her own own series. I know she's going to have her own series, and that's taking place after Jedi, but this is... She is around. Right. Mm -hmm. She absolutely is around. Yeah, you could weave her in there, too. The Ahsoka Tano show could become the Obi-Wan show. I don't know. I I just finished Shadows of the Empire, right? I really like that book a lot. I think Prince Shizor is a character that hasn't gotten play in Mm. the traditional universe. Then because this is all legend stuff, you could take him and transpose him. And the idea of Black Sun is really cool. So, I mean, like you could do something like that with him. That would be a little different, which I would like to see. What if Hmm. they took, so what if they took, Prince Zizor's role somehow and inserted Maul. It was, you know, Maul in the Black Sun or Maul cool in the that. crime syndicate. Yeah. Totally cool with that. I like the idea of crime because we we don't we keep thinking we're gonna get like crime syndicate stuff, and we really don't get crime syndicate stuff. Like they no. flirted with it in Mandalorian and they flirted with it again in Book of Boba Fett, but we really mm-hmm. it's like they say they're gonna do it, but it's like they really don't want to do that. They want to do the space fair stuff. So I would yep. really like to see. I would like to see. I think either either she's or or Maul or perhaps both, where they don't they're trying to kill each other. Two mob bosses. Give me the Godfather yeah. in space. That'd be badass. <laughs> Dave Filoni, you can pay me. I will clearly write this for you. Do it on the cheap too. Like I think there's a lot of there's a lot of like the dark side of the like dark side is the wrong term. There's a lot of the grimy side of the Star Wars universe that I think is largely unexplored that we could have some fun with. Agreed. Agreed. I think there's stuff they've left lying on the floor. What size is they they could grab it any time now with these star with these Disney shows? Just do a Star Wars show when you want it. Though I will say I've seen this a couple of times and I'm like, people are like, Reva's. We need to see more Reva. She's the closest thing we've ever gotten to a great Jedi. And it's just like Lucas has come out. Lucasfilm and George Lucas have come out and said, "There's no such thing as a great Jedi. You're not going to get one. Like, there's a light target and a dark side. There is no." Like they're not a Jedi. That's the whole thing. Like, right. It, no, that's yeah. I don't know why people latch on to that. I think those must be Kotar fans. Cause that's where that's prevalent. There are, there are, there are those type of Jedi though. Like the whole sequels, uh, the whole light and the dark thing with Kylo Ren. Like there's, yeah, I don't quite get people's obsession with that. Qui-Gon yes. is kind of a, you know, Jedi Jesus. He's, Jedi Jesus. He's, you know, <laughs> Plow Coon uses force lightning every now and then. Like, you know, there's... 
I think people are into the idea of the morally gray because it's more it's easier to sympathize with a morally gray character mm-hmm. than it is to sympathize with a perfectly with a not a perfect strong term, but like a morally right character. It's like part of the thing of Superman. Right. People have a hard time sympathizing with Superman. So if you have a gray Jedi, well, then I get all the stuff I like from the Jedi and I get a little moral ambiguity in there, which of course defeats the purpose of a Jedi. So I mean, like that character is called Ahsoka. Ahsoka's right there. Yeah. <laughs> She's right there. And hopefully that's what you get when we get her show. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, I think great we show. all liked it. Great show. It's a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, there's, yeah, it's awesome. Did, uh, and I'm going to, now I'm going to ask, and I know the answer, but JD, have you watched Miss Marvel at all yet? You know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that car? You hear those cars racing by? That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, 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 that's down my street. One of the busiest streets in the in Philly. All right, Don, have you been have you caught up on Miss Marvel? No, I watched the first episode, but I will tell you, I will tell you because the show's not for me. My seven year old daughter has picked up on it. Now, the first time I watched it, she was in the room, not really paying attention, but then she came back to it and watched it herself, and now she's starting to go on to the series. And she's called her Supergirl a couple times. I've had to say, no, it's just Marvel. But my 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 seven-year-old daughter, unprompted, is, is, is liking it. So <laughs> there you go. Listen, I don't understand marketing, but the people that do understand it really understand it, and uh, I think they've done well here. Oh, it's definitely... It, it's got a spider-man feel and i think i could see how not just girls though i could see this appealing to any young person you know mm-hmm. it's it's just a good it's just really well done it's it's well written it's it's shot well the they do all these little touches to make it kind of feel more like a comic book here and there and it's just it, yeah it's really good yeah so. yeah i know some people are complaining that they've changed things but they've changed a lot come on. in the comic yeah Can't, well hey that's so 10 years ago right like we should be over that i'm over that right by now i mean so. yes and no i mean marvel's stayed the most true for most of the hero's origins and they've completely changed her origin too so not just her power set but her origin but that's fine you know like if it works i feel like they changed her power set because they know they're doing fantastic four and they don't want to have her come out with the same right. powers as reed richards before reed richards comes out Right, and they're also going to stay away from Inhuman, so it that, yeah, that totally makes that's, sense. Yeah, that's the other thing. She's an Inhuman in the comics. So. Can I be honest? I always thought her powers were stupid. Like as far as the characters, like I've never read a ton of Miss Marvel, but the little bit I have read, character is interesting. I thought the powers were kind of dumb. I think the she essentially has what power cosmic basically in this, right? Yeah. Basically. So I think that's far more interesting than I can inflate myself. You know, especially when we yes, have and coming they've they've kind of tied her origin more into middle eastern mythology as well good in the show so i think that yeah. works as well oops Ooh. sorry knocked something over you know like spoilers you know i won't say everything but like basically they use jinn that like her powers are come from like what they call the jinn and which is a genie basically yeah yeah and 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 you know aladdin and the lamp and the all right, that like stuff d-j-i-n-n right mm-hmm. the jinn yep, yep. yeah so so that's the whole thing like oh, they, they've cool. tied they tied it into that and it's like oh okay that's cool like that that is I'll, a good thing to do you know i'll uh, definitely horror. catch up on it i wrote a horror book about the gin my first yeah. book re-released this october always be closed <laughs> yeah I, i'm not gonna check it out it's not for me i'm not interested in it and i guess I'm i think really, you would like it i probably would but i'm just i'm super cool i haven't watched moon Knight. like i don't know man i'm 
I'm a I little, put Moon Knight, yeah. I'm a little first. over. I'm a little over the Marvel TV thing because, like, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I just I'm You're not saturated. I'm feeling super saturated right now. You know what I feel like? I feel like I went out for pizza five days in a row, and I love pizza, but I'm just kind of sick of pizza. I but every now and then, like when when Spider Man came out, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna get me some pizza tonight. Doctor Strange, yeah, I gotta get some pizza, but I only watched it once, and I loved it. I loved the Doctor Strange movie, but normally I'd watch it two or three times. And my wife watched it the other night because it's on Disney, and she's like, "You want to watch it again?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." You know, I kind of feel like they missed the boat in their releasing. I think they should have done okay. WandaVision was strong, so start off with WandaVision, start off strong, but then like the newer characters, I think they should have either started with them or intermixed the shows like that. Instead of doing, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier and Hawkeye right away, where it was like, well, we already know these characters, you know, like I I really liked the release schedule of the Star Wars shows, right? Where I feel like I have some cushion between them. Yeah. That being said, it does not look like it will stay that way. No. So there's a good chance in a year I'm I'm feeling the same way about Star Wars. Right. Because I know? just did Obi-Wan and now they're I think we're getting uh, season three of the Mandalorian. So it's like yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel kind of burnt out a little bit. On, All right. on the well, model. speaking of things that make you feel burnt out, let's do mm-hmm. some social media madness. <laughs> I'd forgotten we were even that was even a thing. Real quick, start off. Of course, we announced that we last week on Twitter we weren't doing a show, and uh, Drew C, my guy, yeah, he said, "Sad Panda, been hitting refresh all morning. Hope everyone is well, especially John." So John. Yeah. Your fan's Drew, mission. Drew's a good guy, man. I like Drew a lot. All right. Now, following up with Obi-Wan, I know Don is chopping at the bit for this one. <laughs> so Cassin Ward said, I don't think the Darth Vader scene with the fire was plausible. It's the result of emotional high crashing into plot armor resulting in an implausible mess. If Darth Vader wanted to continue his hunt for the thrill of it, then show it. And it wouldn't mean, oh, I'm sorry, and it wouldn't require that much change. Have Darth Vader drag Kenobi through the fire before him. Have Darth Vader <clears throat> lift him in the air, add a few lines of dialogue. You got, you're not the man I seek. You are weak, undeserving. Go, find who you once were. Find him and I will kill him. That would have done so much to keep the disgrace of Kenobi and establish a plausible reason for Darth Vader to let him go. As it stands, the scene only establishes that Darth Vader is easily distracted and leaves one to wonder how he can use the Force in any battles at all. Huh. So you reply to it, Don, so why don't you read your reply? We see Vader rip a ship out of the sky and open it like a a tuna can. He could have easily killed Kenobi in the fire scene but he doesn't he doesn't want kenobi dead he wants him to suffer the emotional connection between these two characters is the deepest there is in fiction yeah imagine jd if you will you you write an awesome tv series and and someone comes along and says hey this is how you should have wrote it like I've had that happen. I've had that not with TV shows, but I've had had that happen where people tell me. So here's the thing is when you're this is what they tell you when and this guy's an author, so I'm not gonna critique his works and never read any of his work, but in writing classes and writing books that I've read, you're told never to say exactly what the character is thinking. 
who never say exactly. Oftentimes, George Lucas did. So there is a precedent mm-hmm. for this in Star Wars. But we're dealing with, quite frankly, better writers now. You never say what the character is thinking. You you never say everything. Like, there's, there's a certain level of critical interpretation that's supposed to be given to any piece of art, mm-hmm. right? So you are left to determine why vader didn't why why that scene goes up i mean like you don provides a phenomenal example that i see people take the opposite way of saying that's too strong a use of the force i don't know if i agree with that like i said i'm of the mind that there's no such thing as vampires so you can use it every way you want to kill them as long as you back it up i agree that i agree 100 what you say don and i don't think having the character say exactly what's on his mind is the way to do it in any sequence, right? You're supposed to interpret. You're supposed to read between the gutters, as they say in comics. Yeah. And just saying, do you say exactly what's on your mind at all times in your real life? The answer is no. 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 Because we don't do, we don't function like that. And this is what drives me nuts. People say, well, why would he do this? This doesn't make sense. It's like, well, people do things all the time that don't make sense. People make bad decisions. That's life. And life, emit like, art is supposed to take from life like Mm -hmm. characters are more interesting when they're making bad decisions and i agree with this 100 i think don's spot on right here he wants to torture obi not kill him because he's it's different like even oh even he says he's like like the grand equivalent like he's just a jedi and obi-wan's like vader's like he's not just a jedi right Mm -hmm. it's different Mm -hmm. it's personal it's super personal with vader with this right and vader does want to strike him down but like even when he gets his chance, like he plays with Obi-Wan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever see the fan edit of the, the Kenobi Vader fight? Yes. Someone like five or six years ago put like a fan edit together. And I, I like it. It's, it's newer style, but I, I think it's pretty good. Like they did the best they could with the limited budget and time that they had. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're beyond 1977. We have to let things move beyond 1977. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I don't know, dude. I think the scene, I thought everything about that was perfect because again, Vader doesn't want to kill Obi-Wan. He just wants them to feel fire. Just feel the fire. Feel it. Feel it the way I felt it. You know, burn yep. a little bit. Just and then I'll get you again because that's part of the fun. You know, I want you to know I'm after you. I want you to know that I'm coming. And then he loses because again, it's his arrogance that beats him. And that's yeah. the stuff of good fiction. Like that's what good fiction is is like the foundation of. Like, you know, is people overestimate themselves. People underestimate their opponents. Obi-Wan has to overcome. Like, you know, this is I'm disappointed that that we had to actually like deal with this kind of criticism, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And it just it it doesn't make sense. And I do I will say this, I believe that post was made before the final episode came out. Possibly. So he didn't get to see the he hadn't seen that final lightsaber with Obi-Wan and Darth yet. But still, yeah, like <clears throat> I don't I don't get it. It's like, and I, I do think people want it. Obi-Wan just to come out and start kicking butt right away. That's what, I mean, like, again, we, for everybody critiquing Superman about being boring, everybody wants everyone to do, these characters do what Superman would do, you yeah. know, come in, kick ass, take names, no real drama. Just, you know, give me the scene. Give me like the scene, which we get. We got the scene. Right. We got Obi-Wan launching giant boulders at Vader yes. and destroying his mask. You got it. And then smartly made you wait to the last episode. Like, I don't know, man. He's, I don't know, Dave. I... All right. All right. And the last thing was we talked about the Joker sequel the last time, one of the last times we got together. And, you know, we asked if the, we asked if the sequel takes away from the first movie, to which random Randy Savage said, only the film bros want another one of these so that they can fulfill the hole left in their hearts 
from all the women who won't sleep with them. He Film bros, she's gone. Move on. He ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> and then Globe Shoulders, who's at Chris the First, said, Nobody wants the nobody wanted the first one. Movie sucked. Nothing happened. We didn't need two goddamn Venom movies either. I would have preferred they made Morbius actually good instead of into a meme bait. <laughs> okay. Well, he's got a point. No one wanted the first Joker. But I have to admit, when you watch it, it, it is it is kind of interesting, you know, especially at the end there. Like, it was a really shocking scene, you know. And I, but I never wanted to go back to it. I like the we first... didn't need two goddamn Venom movies. I would add without Spider-Man. You put Spider-Man in there, I'd been thrilled to yeah. have two Venom movies by now. And Morbius, no. They didn't need to make that at all. There's no way. No one cares about I... Morbius. Though I did like Joker the first time when it was called Taxi Driver. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that also brings me, I didn't include these in the in the news, I forgot. But since we're talking Joker, the sequel has been confirmed to be a musical? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Lady yeah, yeah. Gaga was playing Harley Quinn. This is I so want the movie even less now. But this isn't but you know what? It's not for us. Like this is a comic book movie, not for comic book geeks. Honestly, this is it? the because Hollywood at large has said we like this. They made the first Joker, it made a lot of money, and I'm this is weird. I'm it is it's weird to have two Batman universes, one for I don't know, the Oscar types. And then, you know, if, then we got the Batons. It, it's weird. I get it. But I'm telling you, it's. If they had made the graphic novel Joker, which is one of the best things I've ever read. And it's it, it it's along the lines of that movie, but it's done so much better, in my opinion. Like, I think, I don't know. I think that would have been so much better, you know, but it's not. It's it's it, the story's told through one of the uh, henchmen of the Jokers mm. who's like looking at him and looking at his life and, and how like. And that's part of it is like part of the whole thing going on through the whole story is like he's living this like high gangster life. But then in the background, he's always afraid because the, the Batman's always hunting him, you know. And then at the end of the book, Batman catches him and takes him back to Arkham. But yeah, I think um, we have to accept the fact that this, like Don said, this isn't for us, right? They found a different They When they released the first Joker movie, they found a different audience that connected. And it is for like this is a this is a movie for like. Quote, people who are like more cinephiles, like, right? you know, people who are uh, dig the Scorsese-esque approach to this sort of thing. Yeah. And, it's, and I think we're even going past this. I think <clears throat> the concept of it's a little, it's too far out for me. But again, why not do something different? If the first one worked and it's, you're being different, be different. Like it's, it's, ambi it's very ambitious. I'll say that. But again, not for me. So whatever. But yeah, Lady Gaga in a musical with Joaquin Phoenix. It sounds just like a giant shit box, but it's probably going to get awards and shit. Yeah, probably. but it sounds terrible. Yeah. I will probably have to watch it because my wife loves musicals. Uh, my love wife musicals. doesn't, so I'm lucky. But my uh, wife loves musicals. I'm, she rarely makes me actually watch them, but it could be an absolute disaster. Morbid curiosity may, it yeah, could be. may win it's, the day. This could be an absolute disaster. Or it could win a billion Oscars. Like, I don't know. A it's musical ambitious. Joker. God, that's like Batman Brave and the Bold shit. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> it really is. A music all Man right. episode. Well, that's all the social media madness. So if you want to know how, you can follow us on social media and be part of social media madness. Here's like our friend D Square to tell you more. 
Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right. Thanks for that, Don. And you know what? While you're here, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and make a level nerds podcast? Yeah, well, you can find it on YouTube and Podbean. Be truthful, I have some sort of RSS problems on Apple, but it's a video show, which is, of course, uh, on YouTube. So just search for Mega Level Nerds. We're doing Dragon Ball Z Bridge reactions, starting to do some like death battle reactions, things of that nature. And hopefully, JD, 8 Bit Ray, and uh, anyone else interested in doing kind of an Obi Wan panel, I want to do like an hour deep dive into the series. So hopefully, that'll be on there soon. So just search Omega Level Nerds on YouTube or Podbean. All right, cool. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we've got just a little bit of news this week and not much else going on of course we'll start with the the sad news that happened while since our last episode one of our favorite artists on the show tim sale passed away at the age of 66 yeah you know what i don't remember what he passed away from i guess i could bring the article up but yeah like this this kind of hit me because i've always been attracted to art by artists who have their own style you know their own uh, their own take on on things and tim sale definitely was one of those artists so you like his zero art style is that what that's had, called yeah i had to have google read it to me like eight times and that's why i wanted to hurry up and say it so i don't screw it up but yeah the <laughs> light and shading chiaroscuro okay was, was the style that that he used yep yeah i mean it, it's one of those like the long halloween works because of his art i think you know? oh yeah I, I his stuff definitely fits the Batman world for sure with the light and the dark. Absolutely. And I love the way I love hit the suit. I like the gray with the, the dark blue cape and cowl. Like that's just super iconic for Batman to me. I liked his interpretation of superheroes, especially in the era because it was coming off image. Right. And everything was just so bold and like, you know, superhero we and life felt esque and, you mm-hmm. know, those McFarlaneisms. And then here comes Tim Sale. Right. And it was just very artsy, but very good. And like, it's, man, I, I just, I still love Long Halloween. It's my favorite Batman story. I even like Dark Victory. Like it's just in Haunted, Haunted Night, I think it's called the, the Halloween trilogy. Like it's everything he does is good. Like in Heroes, he's a big part of Heroes, which for one season was one of the best shows in television history. Like that first season of Heroes, like we, if you, some people might even remember that, but back in like 2006, there was a, before the Marvel movie thing got going and, you know, all we had was like, you know, we didn't even have CW. 
no this is pre-cw like this is like nothing was happening like we just had batman begins came out and that was really it like we got this show called heroes which was like essentially x-men like very x-men-y but different and tim sale did all the art for because the art was a very big part of that first season Mm -hmm. and it was fantastic and this is a shame man him and jeff Loeb were one of the best teams like I, I I never I don't love Jeff Loeb's work unless he's with Tim Sale. I thought that Tim Sale brought the best in him. And it's it's been a rough year for legendary artists. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And actually it doesn't say in the article on deadline what he passed away from. So I think it might have been cancer. Don't I, I would imagine at sixty six that's kind of kidney yeah. failure. Oh he, kidney uh, failure. Okay, but yeah, I mean super influential because we've already talked about, you know, Batman the Long Halloween, which basically, you know, again, I mean, you, you can't say enough about it and, and how important it is. Somewhat loose framework for the Dark Knight movie, which oh, yeah. uh, to, to many is the best there is. Then he did Catwoman when in Rome. That's a good one which, too, yeah. It, our current Reeves Batman is is kind of, you know, that's where, because in that story, that's where she's Falcone's estranged daughter. So mm-hmm. You know, although I, 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 his, his Superman to me was always kind of weird though, like 40% of the face is chin, but like, like, like JD said, though, this is at, you know, compared to Liefeld, the everything's metal spiky pouches, bad feet, like, and then you, you get more of the, the calmer, but I, I did see a meme recently where they're calling it like fat Superman, but I, but nonetheless, it's still, what was that Superman for all season? Yeah. They kind of did like each season. So that was cool. So, yeah, I mean, as far as the X-Men world, he did a, a Wolverine and Gambit. So I can't claim to have read that, but yeah, I mean him, George Perez, Neil Adams, like it's been a trifecta so far. So it sucks, but yeah, it's, it's a sad day. Great shit from Tim sales. Yeah, go read the long Halloween again because it's better than you think it is. I know yes. we reviewed it like what two years ago, probably on the show now. Oh, God, was it that long ago? Maybe, yeah, it was during the pandemic because there's nothing we were there's nothing to do, yes. So, roughly around that time, like it was man, it's good stuff. Like, do you like his Spider Man Blue? That's another I, you guys like to... I, I don't like their Marvel stuff, excuse me, as much as their DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he, they also did Daredevil Yellow, Captain yep. America White. Mm-hmm. Hulk um, Gray. Hulk Gray. They're good. I just, I think Jeff Loeb is better in the DC universe. Personally, I agree. I just think he, I think his person, I think his, 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 his talents line up. His sensibilities. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. His sensibilities line up better with DC than with Marvel, in my opinion. And you know, I think that I think that sales Superman is a lot like the Wayne Boring Superman of the early '50s. Like it is like a, a huskier Superman, if you will. But that's fine. It's artistic interpretation. It is what it yeah. is. No, yeah, you're right. It's definitely like a '40s '50s thing. Yeah. You know, I, I remember old VH tape. VHS tape where Superman takes down a laser from the Japanese guy. Oh, that's a, kind of, the, the Fleischer <laughs> stuff, man. That's just kind of racist, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a racist, but yeah. but yeah. No, it's awesome stuff, though. All right. Well, Godspeed, good sir. Moving on, let's talk about DC some more. So, well, it's funny. Marvel, it has been confirmed. Marvel will have a presence at New York, uh, not New York, San Diego Comic Con this year, next month, coming up. And also, Along those lines, I forgot that I saw Kevin Feige said they will soon announce what the next phase of the MCU is going to focus on. So I kind of feel like they're going to do that at San Diego. Vampires. <laughs> so you're getting ahead of the game. Is that it? Vampire. Um, well, they got Blade and Morbius. More vampires. But on the flip side of that, D23 
DC and Warner Brothers will not have a presence at San Diego Comic Con. Warner Brothers will, just not DC. Like, well, not not yeah. Warner no DC film stuff. Yeah, Warner Brothers. I said this to you earlier because in the wrestling circles I'm in, like they're making a big deal because AEW is going to have this big presence at Comic-Con. And they said, yeah, but no DC. And I kind of went, whoa, 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 back up. So none of the CW shows, none of the movie stuff. Like, I know they're gonna, maybe they're trying to hold back for fandom, but I mean, even publishing, they're not doing much for, which they haven't, they haven't had a booth in years for DC. And it's just going to be Jim Lee's going to do a smattering of panels, which mm-hmm. is weird because we're pushing a crisis right now. So I was surprised. I am very surprised. You would think, like, okay, granted, with their movies, they have some issues right now with the people they've cast in these things. That's true. Like, and Ezra Miller is currently uh, having the world's longest breakdown, and we don't seem to be doing anything about it. So, is he is he still missing? The last thing I saw, he was like, they couldn't, the, the authorities couldn't find him. Shh he's hold i think he's holed up now with a mother and some kids and i saw a thing about a baby they got a picture of the baby had a bullet in his mouth like literally it was just like put a like a live bullet in his like it's just this is this is a thing that is going on with this guy and the authorities need to step in at some point i've long been complaining about that dude how he could you know just do what he does on camera and i wonder if that's why they're not going to do something like this well there's got to be several reasons jd's already mentioned they, they want to save money so you can save money there but what if they don't have nothing you know what i'm saying like don't ask me no questions i'll tell you no lies you could know oh, i mean they could they could like the, be pushing black adam they could be pushing uh, that's a surprise that they're not pushing black adam harder you know that is a surprise yeah. mm-hmm. especially if it's comic-con you know yeah that's your audience right there like yeah i don't get it like yeah, it's you weird. think dwayne johnson would show up and do a panel or something like yeah it's weird man. very strange what else do they have coming out aquaman well, another 2, the... batman but it's a while aquaman 2 with less poops in the bed oh, they got a, what are they doing with it are they i know they said they're taking her out have they recasted Mary? the last i heard they haven't recast her they've just greatly reduced the screen her screen so they got the so the movie's in a, in a flux right now boy they've boy have they made some poor business decisions when it comes to who to work with and when it comes to these superhero movies man like it's rough it's real rough right now with them you know this is this is like i said that the ceo wants to cut three billion dollars from the budget like these show the cw shows the cw itself might be gone that's the latest rumor i've heard is they might be selling it off wow you know? again i mean like it's not doing anything for you right yeah not at this point i don't think so i think everything's kind of wrapping up and they're looking for a buyer i don't know i don't know who picks that up maybe sinclair or something like that but disney i don't, know. I don't think disney wants disney that. buys everything oh not everything <laughs> so that was the other thing that this is broke today i should have included it apparently disney is now offering johnny depp 300 million dollars to come back as captain jack sparrow my kid's going to be happy because he just saw Pirates for the first time a couple weeks ago and absolutely loved it. So, like, I don't like, but he said he 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 never wants to work with them again. Does does he hold his true to his guns or does he take the money? Long lawsuit when you don't have a lot of work lined up can change man's opinion on anything. <laughs> true, 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 true. So, and the Harry Potter stuff, right? That's that's Warner, right? That's on the that's Warner side. That's Warner. Okay. And they completely shit on him, took him out, recast him. And now, you know, fast forward to now, he just made it won a huge PR victory, basically. And he that he did come out with that statement about 
his involvement with the Jack Sparrow character and how personal it was. So I could definitely see Disney wanting to be on the right side of that, at least on the perception, you know, the PR perception here and extend an olive branch and take him away from Warner or just keep him away from Warner. I, 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 I could see because it, it right Johnny Depp returns as Jack Sparrow. That's going to get pop. Oh, yeah. people are going to go, you know, yeah, gonna go. So. I'm going to take my kid to it because he loves said he's he's getting uh he's into pirates he loved pirates of the caribbean he wants to dress like you know captain jack yeah, exactly the, the the people that run disney are not stupid they they knew as soon as he won the that lawsuit they were like all right back the bank struck up because that movie will make a billion dollars so disney could use another billion dollars yeah i know they're, they're, they're suffering you know mouse has got to eat a lot of cheese a lot of cheese <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so, and then last but not least, this is something we've speculated about on this podcast a couple times, but Jake Schreier has been tapped to direct Thunderbolts. So, How do Thunderbolts movies, what do we think, guys? How do you do it is my question. What makes Thunderbolts so cool is that first, the most famous thing about Thunderbolts is the first issue that Kurt Busiek did, right? And uh, Mark Bagley, where you have that reveal that the villains are, the heroes are actually villains. So we have a Zemo. So like the the groundwork is kind of already laid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like you're never going to get that reveal because I mean, unless, unless, unless like, unless all the comics people like say, be cool to the MCU fans and let them have that moment. I don't think they will, but it would be cool. Like well, unless I mean, you use Suicide Squad, Marvel style. And there's all these not- people saying, oh, well, you do the US agent and abomination and all. It's like, that's not, no. I mean, yeah, you can do that. It's like, well, just going to do a Marvel. But I mean, that's just, the thing about the, 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 the not so much, about Thunderbolts is they're, they're villains that are trying to pull one over on people right. until they're ready to be heroes, right? And that's the conflict of it is half of them actually do want to be superheroes and half of them just want to keep the, the con going. So could it be done? Yes. I don't quite know the angle they want to take on it, but I'm curious. What if they use this as a way to introduce Deadpool to the MCU? Because I, when I think Thunderbolts and I think of popular Thunderbolts characters, I mean, there's, there's many, but to me, the big two red Hulk, you know, the general Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross be funny yeah. to see what they do with his mustache. Cause in the comic book, <clears throat> he doesn't retain the mustache when he hawks up and that's controversy. But anyway, and, and, and Deadpool, how, what would you think if that's how they introduce Deadpool to the MCU? Underwhelming underwhelming you don't for, think for, okay. for, Dead, for deadpool i think it's underwhelming i think deadpool doesn't need to be attached to any franchise i think you could just put out deadpool 3 and you're golden like i but then again i could see them using deadpool to lift the rest of the franchise but it's not what i want to see i want to see deadpool be deadpool in his own thing yeah dog agrees with me <laughs> <laughs> no i agree too i mean like we've already had two strong deadpool movies so the idea of like using him as a vehicle for thunderbolts yeah unless they i could see a joke in the movie him showing up at the end maybe i could see that like his application was denied or something he tried to get on the team but couldn't (laughs) i i am i would rather see deadpool try to lift the x-men you know yeah i would rather see them do that because it's an easy one right it's easy to pull x-men or to pull deadpool in and then use that to introduce x-men we teased it with you know dr strange we teased it with wandavision like i want this new mcu next slate to just be a giant x 
That's all. Yeah. Giant hey. X. I just want, I want a rebooted X Men universe. You know, whether we bring Jackman back or not, I don't care. I just want X Men. <laughs> I don't no, want I don't. Jackman back. I really don't. Yeah. I I can go either way. Give a give a short guy the role. <laughs> he's not short anymore, though. You know, they kind of did away with that a long time ago. Did they? Oh yeah, he's like he's not six three, but he's like if you look at Wolverine in any of the current comics, he's you know average to above average comic character height. He ain't five two anymore. Yeah, I mean they definitely don't make him as squatty as they used to. But, but did they did do that because Hugh Jackman played him and they wanted to make it more? Probably it probably had a lot to that. But even in the even in Jim Lee, Jim Lee's Wolverine isn't John Burns Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You know. Like True. he was probably up to like five nine when Jim Lee was drawing him. You know, he's like five two when Danny when I was Danny DeVito when John Byrne was drawing him. Like so that's it. Have Danny bigger. DeVito play Wolverine. There's a there's a picture that someone drew. I can't remember who of Danny DeVito as Wolverine. Is Don Don's muted? Don, you're muted. Yeah, I'm yelling at dogs. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were had a thing to contribute. Yeah, there is a <laughs> there is a picture out there somewhere. I don't know. Just give me X Men. We're ready. <laughs> Just give me X Men. Yeah. X-Men but seriously, we got to do like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so nervous. I, I really think we need a multi-pronged approach to introducing the X-Men. There's just so many characters. So I, I think yeah. we need some shows first. We need an Xavier Magneto show and a Scott and Gene show. I don't know. Do you start with Xavier and Magneto because we've had so much of that? Or do you start with something a little bit different to kind of get in? I don't know what that is. I'm just spitballing at the moment. You know, because the, the, the 20th century Fox people left very few stones unturned, surprisingly, when it came to the major moments. So I'm not sure. Do you, right. do you, re, do you retread or do you try something? I don't I don't have an answer. Or do I'm you just wondering, do you start with the actual original team from the books? I definitely think that they're going to. So, OK, chronologically, I want the first five X, but mm-hmm. I I but if they just come out with a show or movie and it's just those people. Uh, the original five, I just, I don't see that working. There's no way studio is going to let that happen. Yeah. They're just, they're not, there's no way anyone's going to put, and this kind of sucks, but there's just no way money. They're going to put a lot of money into an X-Men property without Wolverine, Hmm. you know, all, all the, all the popular ones. I just think Magneto and Xavier's theories and ideologies are just at the very basis and fabric of the, of, of just the X-Men world. I agree. And yeah. I'm not saying you should spend a lot of time on it. Hell, you're going to have to how somehow write Magneto as not a decrepit old guy in 2020 if you stick with the World War II stuff. Yeah. That's a major hurt. Now, he's been de-aged in the comics, and we've had enough comic booky shit in the movies to where they could pull it off. But they just, they're just really going to have to just do a, a good job of either A, removing Magneto from the whole Holocaust, or explaining how he's still a threat you know 80 years after or whatever no you, you could do and now down this is this might be apocryphal or, or controversial what is your thoughts on the ultimate universe version of the x-men where the mutants were created by she by the shield yeah i personally do not like the ultimate x-men stuff i don't yeah, so the, it's it's um, a big it's a big departure from what but works. well but they've been departing because the x-men aren't even children of the atom anymore like the x-men the mutants have been around for you know hundreds thousands of years at this point when you look at the eternals and all and all that 
and all that shit. And so that's going to be the curveball too, is now they're getting ready to do this judgment where the Eternals, because the mutants have found a way to revive themselves, they've now declared mutants deviants and the Eternals are going to go after the X-Men and the Avengers have to decide what the fuck they're going to do about it because they have to get involved somehow. So the origins of mutantism itself evolves all the time. So it's not, I, I don't like the ultimate universe, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's not. And the ultimate universe was always meant to be more movie like anyway, more, well, it was meant to be a jumping on point for people that got into it because of the movies. Yeah. So they didn't have to go back and know all of the Chris Claremont continuity to enjoy it. So it, not a favorite move by me, but it's plausible. It's it, the other ultimate stuff is, it was interesting, but the only where it plays, it really worked with Spider-Man. Like the, the fingerprints of ultimate Spider-Man are still not just miles, but I mean like the, ultimate peter is very much mm -hmm. closer to tom holland than he's way closer to tom holland than what steve ditko did in the 60s yeah. so that's really it that's really the only lasting impact of the ultimate universe upon what marvel is now is the phrase ultimate spider-man so yeah. i don't know that's interesting to me not sure i don't know we'll see but uh, got a what if got a while to wait for x-men anyway well, I think so too. But what if, remember, they were wanting to possibly do a black Magneto? And I think if they're going to remove him from the Holocaust, that that would totally work, actually. I I think they could do that. I know it's a strong deviation, but I think it could, I, I, I think it could work. If they decide to move Magneto from the Jewish oppression to perhaps another type of racial oppression, the strong deviation from the comics, I know, and I'm not saying I want that, but well, I, I still, wouldn't hate it either. I, but I still think you're then you're still having a for that to really work. You're still having a Magneto who's in the 50s and 60s, you know, as a kid who really expresses experiences like a lot of the worst of that stuff mm -hmm. to come up and, and, you know, I think there's areas of the country that might mm -hmm. go beyond 50s and 60s and as far as treatment of. I, I get it. But to make it universal, I think you do it during the civil rights movement. So it's that... like. I agree with Dave on that, but I do think, I think that there's such a strong tie with Magneto to the Holocaust that I don't want to, but I mean, well, well, the same, okay. The same token, Marvel ran away when they did Captain America, they ran away from not a depiction of Nazism, which I think was a mistake. I think it was a very cowardly mistake on their part. I think they should have steered into that and shown the red skull for what he was. Cause I think the Nazi ideology is very important to the, the, the red skull character, yes. right. And being that despicable, disgusting human. I think that the world is the world of 2011 is very different than I think where we're at now. I would like to see them steer into that, but I could see the Disney organization running away from the Holocaust, but I don't think they should, because I think that is one of the most important character attributes of magneto right is that and i agree it's, pro it's probably the best thing that brian singer ever did with the franchise is just that opening sequence in, sure. in x-men showing showing you the pain of of magneto and the pain of the holocaust so i mean i i don't want them to run away from it but i will not be surprised if they did you know yeah I mean, they could do, yeah, I mean, and they could, they could do that because I agree. I think it's a really quintessential Magneto there is, you know, that opening scene. So you can really understand and sympathize his ideas and what he's doing through. So maybe they could just do some comic booky science crap like, oh, because he can manipulate the minerals, the metal minerals in his blood, he can age slower or some shit. I don't know. What if he's captured, right? Like, what if the mutant thing was... What, okay, what if you were able to keep the X-Men to the 60s? 
right? But the X-Men I almost think are, they should, yeah. I think the, they at least the first see. one, and then time skip, you know? like That's... Yeah, what if they're like under like because we've seen that with the, the winter soldier where they kind of kept him frozen or whatever what if we're able to you know suspended animation magneto or Xavier? i don't like this the more i'm saying this, they gotta you know, find a like way it. to chop i know i know but they, but they gotta find a way to chop 20 20 years off so minimum minimum because it's like we're, we're yeah. not gonna 100 we're not gonna the door of 100 years since world war yeah, ii yeah yeah so i mean like but i mean like it's just so it's like captain america they're so identifiable from the era right mm-hmm. and i think you need that i think magneto needs to be that because like it's under like we talked about reva right like this understandable villainy right like sympathy having sympathy for the devil sympathy for the villain and i think that magneto at times gets too much sympathy i think like i prefer my magneto to be a villain but i like when he's a villain that i can sympathize like i really love the fast bender portrayal in those x movies you know say what you want about him i know dave didn't like those movies but i mean i really like michael fassbender's <laughs> magneto i think he's i think he's really good in the role yeah all right well i think that is all we got to say about the news this week so i think we can wrap it up for the week we can go around anyone got any recommendations or anything that they learned on the podcast this week and don you can go first i'll give you a recommendation which is if you're not digging the obi-wan series for some reason I urge you to go check out seasons like three through seven of the Clone Wars and Rebel. No, don't worry about Rebels. Just just the Clone <laughs> Wars stuff and just reflect on the relationship of Anakin and Obi-Wan and what they've gone through and discovered together. How Obi-Wan, he, you know, the reason why Obi-Wan's my favorite Jedi is because he, he wasn't corrupted. He talked the talk. You know, he confronted falling in love, but not actually going for it like Anakin. He stayed back and actually had to watch the person he loved get killed by Darth Maul. So he always stayed the course and he's just a great character. So go watch the Clone Wars and then rewatch Obi-Wan and you should love it. And if you don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> All right, JD. So this weekend I was with the, I was hanging with the kid and we're driving. We went to a wrestling show last night and, uh, you know, we'll drive in the car and I'll put stuff on YouTube and I'll watch it. And we'll, you know, I introduce him to like theme songs and whatnot. So we were watching, you know, in wrestling, we have forbidden doors where companies cross over. And in Mm -hmm. comics, we have crossovers where characters from different universes can get together multiverses. My mind was blown this weekend when I saw an amazing crossover that I didn't know was possible. We watched there's a video on YouTube where you can watch the intro to every season of Scooby-Doo and the difference. So we watched that. We were driving. He loves Scooby. And I did too. I was entertained by it. Well, the video auto-played on YouTube, went to the very next video, and my mind was blown at what I saw. It was, in fact, the Scooby-Doo gang and Kiss. And it was, I was made, it was the video part of I Was Made for Loving You Baby, which is my favorite Kiss song. And they did this very Scooby-Doo. And I watched the movie when we got home because I'm because Andy's like, this song is awesome. And I went, yes, you're right. This song <laughs> is awesome. So we went home and we watched Scooby-Doo and Kiss. I forget what the thing is. They're in, they're in a theme park. And it's a great Kiss joke because they're merchandising everything. And then they do some like interdimensional space travel. It's so Jack Kirby. It's so new gods and the villain, yeah. my wife goes, the villain, she, she looks like big Barda, which I, my wife is awesome. Cause she knew who big Barda was. I was like, you're the best, you know? <laughs> and she was right. Did this is like the most Jack Kirby thing that's ever been created. <laughs> that wasn't actually something he did. Like 
it was Kiss and Scooby Doo, and my God, I loved it. It was it was awesome. Like, don't expect anything more than you know some gags, but and a bunch of music videos to some of Kiss's best songs. <laughs> but it was it was great. I'm gonna highly recommend Scooby Doo and Kiss. <laughs> All righty then. Well, I will recommend ever, you. Ever seen that movie of theirs? They're a phantom of the park. That's what they that? that's no, I know of it. And that's okay. basically what they were doing. Because it's okay. in an amusement park. Like it's very it's super tongue-in-cheek, right? Sure. So they're they're making because they're basically superheroes, but then at the end it's like, oh, it was Scooby-Doo. So it's like, oh, they weren't real. So it was right. just but then at the end you get a big wake of like they really were. So it totally was Phantom of the Park with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like it it's perfect. Like the whoever wrote this was so steeped in research that I could do nothing but respect every moment of this thing. (laughs) Voice by by Gene by Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Of course. All right. I will recommend you go to superiorspeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D square. And Hmm. What do I got? You know what I got? I got, I got two things. I think, if you're not watching Miss Marvel, you should be. It's a very, it's very Spider-Man-esque in the idea of like a kid and seeing the world of superheroes through a kid and, and falling in love with it again. Like it's, it's so well done. And also if you're old like me and you grew up listening to hair metal, I recommend going to see the stadium tour. If you can, if it's coming to a city near you, you can see Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison and Joan Jett and have a, it's a long show. I will tell you that much. Four bands. And I think we got there at 4.30 and it ended around midnight. So don't spend your entire social security check at the merch line. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not yet. So on that note, as always, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep me caught in the door. Have a good week.